Praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I give God praise. I give him thanks for everything he's doing. Praise the Lord. It is Sunday night. Praise the Lord. 730. I am Pastor Ricky Bennett. I'm the senior pastor of the New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries, where we are an extraordinary ministry for extraordinary people. We thank God for everyone being here and you tuning in. This is PB's Corner. Praise the Lord. Amen. And once again, I'm happy to be with you guys once again. God is so good. And amen. And I, I, I plan on giving him the praise and lifting up, up because God is so good. He's done so many miraculous and wonderful works in our lives. Amen. And it's a good thing to praise the Lord. As a matter of fact, we should praise the Lord at all times. Amen. Praise the Lord. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Praise the Lord. And that's what we need to do. We need to be exalting God and giving him the praise because God is good. It could be worse. It could be worse than what we're dealing with right now. But God and his infinite wisdom and, his, and, and, and praise the Lord, his loving kindness and tender mercies. He's kept us. Amen. And he's placed us in a position well, bless God, we are victorious. It doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter what we see. It doesn't matter what we endure. Bless God, we are victorious. Praise the Lord. And I thank God for that. Amen. I thank God for what he's doing. I thank God for what he's doing in the ministry and, and New Covenant International Fellowship. I thank God as how he's moving by his mighty spirit and power, how he's opening up doors, how he's uh, how he's showing up, how he's magnifying his presence. Lord, I just thank God for what he's doing. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we're going to get into the word tonight. Amen. I'm, 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 I was started the series on last week. I actually went back and, and, and brought forth a review. Amen. Because we're talking about cycles and what you mean by uh, cycles, Pastor Ben. And I'm talking about cycles where we, we keep going through the same stuff over and over and over again. Amen. Wondering why God, why, why do I keep going back to the same thing? Why do I keep, amen, going back to the same person? Why do I keep going back to the same situation? Why do I keep digging a hole for myself? It's like every time that I feel like I'm coming out, I'm digging another hole from, uh, for myself. This is what we're talking about. And we're dealing with cycles. The cycles actually uh, actually is going coincided with what we're teaching on the Bible study about temptation. But cycles is important because you need to recognize cycles. You need to find out, am I in a cycle? Am I continually going through something over and over again when I need to be delivered, when I need to be set free, when I need to walk away from it? Bless God. You got to know, praise the Lord. You got to, you got to become fully understand, uh, have a full understanding of being in the cycle and how to get out of it. Because the enemy wants to keep you bound by any means necessary. You got to understand something about the devil. The devil wants to keep you bound by any means necessary. However he can do it, in which manner he can do it, Satan wants to keep you bound. And how does he keep you bound? Bless God, by cycles. The same thing, going through the same stuff over and over again. You got to understand there are no new tricks in Satan. There's no new tricks. He does not do anything new. He does the same thing over and over again. But he knows, bless God, how to keep our flesh under subjection. So this is the reason why we're talking about cycles and how to get delivered from them cycles. Amen. Praise the Lord. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to get your Bibles and let's go.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I thank God, man. I'm so excited about Amen. Praise the Lord. That music. Amen. I just thank God for what he's doing. Amen. We're teaching tonight about delivered from cycles, being delivered from cycles. Praise the Lord. Being delivered from cycles. Amen. Like I said, something and we're, I'm going to explain to you what a cycle is so you can recognize and realize, am I a part of this? Am I in a cycle? Am I staying in a cycle? Bless God. Amen. We're going to go to the scripture. Amen. Our foundational scriptures are coming from Romans chapter number seven, verses 15 through 23. Romans chapter number seven, verses 15 through 23. Praise the Lord. And Philippians chapter number three, verses 13 through 15. Y'all know I like to have, amen, praise the Lord. I like to make sure that we have those foundational scriptures in there because those scriptures, they mean everything because that's what happens. Praise the Lord. When we bring those scriptures forward, we want to be able to go forth and, re and, and review the word because the word of God is right. The word of God is right. Praise the Lord. The word of God doesn't fit us. We, we conform to the word of God. Amen. So let's look at this scripture. Romans chapter number, uh, Romans chapter number seven. Verse 15 through 23. Let's look at this word. Romans chapter number seven. Praise the Lord. And we're talking about verses 15 through 23. Here is the Apostle Paul talking. And, and the Apostle Paul, I believe, in this particular, this particular scripture is talking about cycles. Now watch what the Apostle Paul says this. I'm going to start at the 14th verse. I like what he said. He said, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am, I am carnal, sold under sin. Watch, watch this. Watch the cycle. For that which I do, I allow not. Uh-oh. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that, I, that do I. Watch this now. I'm going to say that again. He said, for that, for, for that which I do. I allow not for what I would, uh, for what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which is which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Mm. Now then it is no more I that do it, but what sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Now listen to what Paul says. Here's the cycle. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Mm, I'm going to read that again. I want y'all to get this because we're talking about cycles. He says, watch this again now. He says, for to will is present with me. What he's saying is for the, for to will to do the good thing is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Oh, watch this again, 19th verse. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, Paul says, now, if I do that, which I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Watch Paul. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. 
Mm. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Did you see that? The apostle Paul explained that thing right then. He explained it, brought it right home. Talking about talking about cycles. I'm a, I want to read this and bless God. I'm going to read this. Amen. In the Amplified version as well. I want y'all to see what this says in the Amplified. Praise the Lord. I want y'all to see this in the Amplified version. Starting at the same verse. Watch this. We're going back to it now. Praise the Lord. Amplified version. Romans chapter number seven. Starting at verse 14, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am a creature of the flesh, carnal, unspiritual, having been sold into slavery under the control of sin. Because that's all cycles is, sin. Watch what Paul says, for I do not understand my own actions. I am baffled, bewildered. I do not practice or accomplish what I wish, but I do the very thing that I loathe, which is my moral instinct, which my moral instinct condemns. You see what he says? He said, I do not pr practice or accomplish what I wish, but I do the very thing which I loathe, which my moral instinct condemns. Now, if I do habitually, because that's that's that word is very key in cycles, because and when you when you're caught in the cycle, this is something that you do habitually It's by habit. Oh, we're going to learn about that. Praise God. Good God Almighty, boy. This thing is already good to me, and I'm just getting started. Bless God. He says, now, if I do habitually what is contrary to my desire, that means that I acknowledge and agree that the law is good, morally excellent, and I take sides with it. However, mm, it is no longer I who do the deed, but the sin principle, which is at home in me, and has possession of me. Watch this now. <clears throat> Excuse me now. But the sin principle, which is at home in me and has possession of me. He said, for I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. You better know ain't nothing good in your flesh. Nothing. Ain't nothing good about the flesh. You can't make the flesh good. You can't bathe the flesh good. You can't wash the flesh good. You can't paint over the flesh good. You can't band-aid the flesh. Good. Ain't nothing you can do to the flesh that will make it good. That's why the Bible says that, that, that that's why the Apostle Paul said that we should walk after the spirit so that we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Ain't nothing in the flesh good. The flesh wars against the spirit and those two are at war all the time. There's enmity between the flesh and the spirit. It's been that way ever since the garden. So that's the reason why God is telling us not to walk in the flesh. You can't walk. You can't have the mind of the flesh. You can't have the heart of the flesh. You can't have the hearing of the flesh. You can't have your eyes looking at in the, You got to stay away from fleshly movements, fleshly things, fleshly situations, and fleshly people. You got to stay away. You got to walk in the spirit. You can't walk. You can't walk in the flesh and the spirit at the same time. Can't do it. Bitter and sweet water can't come from the same fountain. That's schizophrenic. That's more than one mind. Anything that's got two heads or two minds is a monster. Paul says, in my flesh. In my flesh. Look at what he says. He says, 
He says, for nothing good dwells within me. That is in my flesh. 18th verse, nothing good. So Paul's saying nothing come, nothing good comes out of walking in the flesh. And the flesh is what keeps you in cycles. The flesh is what keeps you bound. The flesh is what, what keeps you from getting out. He said, I can't, watch this. I can will what is right, but I cannot perform it. I have the intention and the urge to do what is right, but no power to carry it out. My God. He said, for I fail to practice the good deeds I desire to do, but the evil deeds that I do not desire to do are what I'm ever doing. He said, now, if I do what I desire, what I do not desire to do, it is no longer I doing it. It is not myself that acts, but the sin principle which dwells within me fixed and operating in my soul. The sin principle which dwells within me fixed and operating in my soul. So I find it to be a law, a rule of action of my being that when I want to do what is right and good, evil is ever present with me and I'm subject to its insistent demands for I endorse and delight in the law of God in my inmost self, my new nature, the spirit man. I delight in the spirit man. You delight in the spirit man. But he said, but I discern in my bodily members in the senses of appetites and wills of the flesh, a different law. A rule of action at war against the law of my mind, my reason and making me a prisoner to the law of sin that dwells in my bodily organs. In the sensitive appetites and wills of the flesh. Then watch, he said, I'm going to keep reading. Oh, unhappy and pitiable and wretched man that I am. Who will release and deliver me from the shackles of this body of death? Oh, thank God he will. Through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, our Lord. So then indeed, I myself with the mind and heart serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. That's the reason why you can't serve according to the law of sin. Because when you go to the next verse, bless God, which when you go to the next chapter, which is Romans chapter eight, what you will find in Romans chapter number eight, you will find the apostle Paul saying, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So Paul got the revelation. He was explaining I know what's going on. What keeps me in cycles is the sin principle that's on the inside trying to bring me into bondage and keep me in the flesh. But if I walk in the spirit, there is no, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Well, how do you walk after the spirit, Pastor Bennett? Well, I'm glad you asked. Bless God. I'm going to show you how you walk after the spirit. It's real simple. It's real simple how you walk after the spirit. Watch this. Praise the Lord. Watch this. Let me show you. Romans chapter number 12. I want y'all to look at this here. Before I go on to the next scripture, which is Philippians chapter 3, uh, 13 through 15. What is it? Romans chapter number 12. I'm doing it in the Amplified. I'm, I'm doing it in the Amplified. Praise the Lord. It said, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg you in view of all the mercies of God 
to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and facilities as a living sacrifice. What does that mean? You got to put to death the things of the flesh. King James said, I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable before the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Watch the Amplified, though. I like this one. The Amplified said once again, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg you in all in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and facilities as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Now, watch what he says with this one here. He said, do not be conformed to this world. This, this age fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be ye transformed by transformed change by the entire renewing of your mind by its new ideals and new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. What are you saying, Pastor Bennett? Simply, you got to die to your flesh. Because if you don't die to your flesh and you allow your flesh to run you, you will stay in cycles. That's where cycles come from. That's where cycles come from. That's why you got to stay away. That's why you got to walk in the spirit. You can't walk in the flesh. You can't do it. The flesh profit if nothing. There's no profit in the flesh. You're not going to get ahead in the flesh. The, pre the flesh profiteth nothing. The flesh, is under the, the flesh is under the control of Satan. Satan does not want you, bless God, to walk in the spirit. Satan does not want you to walk in the new man. Satan does not want you, bless God, to walk in the newness of life under the new covenant. He does not want you there. Why? Because he wants to keep you in bondage and keep you in cycles. Look at Philippians chapter number three, verses 13 through 15. I'm trying to establish scripture because I'm because we're going to really get into this teaching. Look at this, Philippians chapter number three, verses 13 through 15. The apostle Paul says, brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing that I do. Watch this. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And then the 15th verse, let us therefore as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. You got the press toward the prize. There's a prize of a high calling that Christ has for you that you got to press toward the prize. You got to press. You can't play. You got to press. Watch this. What is cycles, Pastor Bennett? 
Cycles is a series of events that are regularly repeated in the same order or move uh, or, or move in or follow a regularly repeated sequence of events. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. What is a cycle? It's a series of events that are regularly repeated, regularly repeated, constantly repeated, regularly repeated in the same order or move in or follow a regularly repeated sequence of events. That's what cycles are. Cycles simply begin as a result of what? Unbelief. Where do cycles come from, Pastor Bennett? Unbelief. Well, how? The mindset of cycles says, says because this is an issue that you've been dealing with all your life. It is something that you succumb to because you've been dealing with this situation all your life. Been going through the same stuff over and over again all your life. You've been going through the same trial, same tribulation, same situation, same circumstance, dealing with the same people over and over again. And you get to the point where you don't believe that you can come out of this and you stay in that cycle. And you succumb to it. In essence, watch this here. In essence, you are giving yourself an excuse to continue in defeated thinking, which keeps you in a cycle. It is a trick from the enemy for you to become comfortable in staying in the same mindset. I want you to look at that. I'm going to leave that, that part right there. And what I need you to do is you need to share this. You need to share this. Because God is ready for his people to come out of them cycles, come out of that same mess, same mentality, same thought process, same foolishness. God wants his people to come out and stop making excuses. I just got to be this way. Look like things will never happen. Watch your confession keeping you in bondage. I can't get out of this. I can't make it out of this. I got to go. It's going to be the same thing over and over again. Same stuff, different day. I can't stop drinking. I can't stop committing adultery. I can't stop committing fornication. I can't stop. I can't stop doing. I can't stop lying. I can't stop cheating. I can't stop beating people. I can't stop stealing. It's just something that I got to keep doing. You're giving yourself an excuse to continue in defeated thinking, which keeps you in a cycle. And it's the trick of, a, of the enemy for you to be comfortable and staying in the same mindset. Why? Because the enemy wants you to believe that you will never elevate above your present state or sin and that God will accept you in your failures. So you continue to repent with your mouth, but not in your heart. What you, what you said, Pastor Bennett, I'm going to say that again. You continue to repent with your mouth, but not in your heart. He wants you to believe that you will never elevate above your present state. He don't want you to think. Satan wants you to believe that you won't, you can't get above your next, your same sins that you've been dealing with all your life. 
You like a crippled person. You like the you are, you just like the man that was at the pool of Siloam. Bless God. When the angels come to stir up the water, he couldn't get in there because he was lame. He couldn't move. And the enemy wants you lame in your mind. Jesus didn't push that man over in the water. When Jesus walked up to that man at the pool of uh, at the pool of Siloam, bless God, he told that man, pick up your bed and walk. He did not push him in there. He said, why are you sitting here? Well, every year I'm sitting here and every time the angel comes and stirs the water, but I can't get in there to get my healing because I'm lame. And Jesus said, man, get your bed up and walk. Pick up your bed and walk. He didn't push him in the water. Why? Because, bless God, the, 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 the thing that breaks the cycle was on the inside of the man. Glory to God, my God. The thing that that broke this that, that was could break the cycle was on the inside of the man. You know what it was? It was faith. Because the moment, the moment, bless God, when that man, praise the Lord, heard Jesus say, pick up that bed and walk. Hickshaw. Glory to God. This thing is so good. The minute that he told that man, pick up your bed and walk, that man heard Jesus and he got up. Ain't nobody push him in the pool. Oh, my God. All we need is a word from the Lord to say, stop. Stop stealing. Stop lying. We wait for something. You, you, you making excuses. You saying, yeah, you saying, Lord, you'll accept me like I am. I'm, I'm, I'm laying at the pool. I'm laying at the pool of Salon. I ain't got nobody to push me in, but you will accept me. I'm close. I'm, I'm, I'm close to my deliverance because the deliverance was in the water. I'm close to my deliverance, but I can't get to it because can't nobody push me in the water. And the deliverance wasn't in the water. It was on the inside. The deliverance was your faith. And so that's the reason why you, re you repent with your mouth and not with your heart because you don't really believe it. You repent with your mouth, but you don't believe it in your heart. That's why folks sit up in church right now. People set, set up in church right now. And you wonder why folks, you wonder why folks go through the same stuff over and over again in the church. Why people, you still see people caught up in the same sins, never get above it because they repent with their mouth and not with their heart. Because when you truly repent, true repentance first starts with a change of heart. Because you can't repent, you can't really repent until you have a change of heart. Your heart got to change first. Your heart got to change. Yeah. Ooh, glory to God. I feel this down in my spirit. You can, the, the Bible says, the, the, watch this. My God, Jesus. Listen, listen, listen. Listen to what the Bible says. Listen to what the Bible said. My God. That's, that's why folk don't get delivered. Because they repent with their mouth. But they don't have a change of heart. They repent with their mouth. But not in their heart. Watch this. Bless God. Look at this here. I want y'all to see this. Watch this. Praise God. Romans chapter number 10. Romans chapter number 10. But what saith it? The word is not thee, even in thy mouth. And where? In thy heart. It, it can't just be in your mouth. It's got to be in your heart. 
The word is not the even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou can shalt confess with thy mouth, watch this, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart. See, that's the problem. Folk, folk confessing, but they don't believe. Folk confessing, but they don't believe. Watch this. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. For with the heart, and I ain't talking about this thing that pumps blood. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Watch this. For with the heart, man believeth unto what? Righteousness. When you truly repent, when you truly repent, you believe unto righteousness. And then that belief causes a confession to come out your mouth. And with the with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Here it goes again. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Folk in the church confessing with their mouth, but not believing in their heart. And that's why you can't change. That's the reason why you stuck in cycles. Watch this. In its purest form, cycles represent soul ties to sin that you have been exposed to and have practiced have been practicing from the time of accountability what you saying pastor from the time that you became accountable from the time that you recognized what you did was wrong soul ties the sin watch this i'm gonna give you this i'm oh my god I'm out of time, but I'm not out of word. I'm going to give you this one nugget and we come, we're going to pick this back up. Why? Because I want to see you get delivered from cycles. Watch this. Listen to this. It is the method Satan uses to keep track of your flesh and sensual desires that are not like God, but represents the flesh connection between you and him. Sensual flesh soul ties. Satan uses fleshly soul ties to keep you in cycles. I ain't through with this. You're greater than you're greater than the cycle that you're in. And you don't need nobody to push you in the pool of in the pool of Salome. You are greater than the cycle that you're in. I'm going to say that again. You are greater than the cycle that you're in and you don't need nobody to push you into the pool of Siloam. The all you need is faith. All you need to do is with the heart believe unto righteousness and with the mouth. See, a lot of times that scripture, that Romans chapter 10, 10, we like to use that for a salvation scripture. But see, God has given me a revelation. That ain't just a salvation scripture. That's the any time that you need God's scripture. 
That's the any time that you need deliverance scripture. That's any time that you need to be set free scripture. That ain't just a scripture, just just uh, just designed for salvation because you need sal salvation simply means tutorial to be safe. You need salvation every day. I know what I said. I know I ain't using proper vernacular English teachers. I know I'm supposed to say every day. No, you need that every day. You need salvation every day. Every day there's there's some kind of situation or circumstance that you run upon that you need God to save you out of. Every day. And if you don't believe that God can do it, you'll stay in that situation. You will never get above if you don't believe that God will do it. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. And I praise you, Lord God. I praise you for your word. Touch your people right now in the name of Jesus. Let them know that you are here to bring us out of cycles. But all we got to do is just believe, God. All we got to do is just believe. All we got to do is just believe. Father, help us right now. Believe. Help us, Lord God, to go according to your will and believe. Believe on you. Believe in your word. Just like you spoke to the man at the pool of Salome and told him to get up. All we got to do is believe in your word. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Move on our behalf, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we bind every demonic spirit that's trying to keep us in bondage, to keep us in cycles, in the name of Jesus. We release, Lord God, the word, Lord God, that we are free from cycles, free from the, uh, the, free from the flesh, and that we walk in the spirit. In Jesus' name, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm out of time, but never out of word. Listen, because we're going to break these cycles. We're, we're going to break these cycles. We're not going to be defined by cycles. I want y'all to hear me. We're not going to be defined by cycles. Praise God. If you want to be a blessing to the, to the ministry, amen, praise the Lord. We have several different ways that you can be a blessing. First of all, amen, you can be you can sow seed via cash app using the dollar sign new covenant intl once again dollar sign new covenant intl you can also download the givelify app praise the lord on your phone praise the lord being an android or an um uh, apple phone praise the lord you can download the givelify app and then all you have to do is search for new covenant international fellowship ministries in norcross georgia you'll find my face in the place you can make your gifts there you also amen can sow praise the lord via zelle and also via paypal you are using the email address new covenant intl fellowship at gmail.com once again new covenant intl fellowship.com praise the lord once again i thank god for everyone being in here y'all share this praise the lord because this is going to be the beginning of your deliverance share this and let God have his way. Once again, my name is PB. I love y'all. God bless you. Make sure that you look in the mirror and tell yourself that you look a whole lot better than you look right now because Jesus is Lord over your life. In Jesus' name, until we see each other again, God bless. Hallelujah.